Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom, and welcome to another exciting episode of So Frail Conversations. And today, as you've seen from the title, I want to talk about legacy. Um, you know what? No, no, no. The title's already different, so I already started recording. But I'm going to talk about legacy. Well, I'm going to talk about legacy. I just don't know if that's going to be the title yet. Um, but legacy in the sense of leaving a mark. I think that's what I'll call this, um, leaving a mark or the mark that you leave, whatever the case may be. And yes, this episode is largely inspired by Kevin Samuels. Don't get don't get it twisted. This isn't like a memorial thing for him to do a whole dedication to him or whatever the case may be. Um, but this is to leverage his impact on the culture while at the same time you know, addressing to the men, to us as brothers, especially myself, um, largely, uh, how do you want to be remembered? How are you, I don't even say, how do you want to be remembered? Because everybody can paint that picture in their head and have the, you know, vision and wishfully think of, oh, this is how I want to be remembered. The question is, how are you going to be remembered? Because the life that you live and the actions that you exhibit right now are how you're going to be remembered. And this episode was prompted because looking at social media, y'all motherfuckers are hell. Y'all motherfuckers are different. And I always knew social media was different. It just, I guess, somehow this one hit me differently and as, as, as a moment of waking up, you know, personally for myself. Because I looked at, you know, I, I made a tweet about it. I was saying, I pray that I'm unknown when I transition because of the way in which y'all picked the motherfucker apart. Like, I get it. So, you know, Kevin Samuels had his own, you know, like I said, it's about leaving your mark, you know, how your mark is going to be left. But Kevin Samuels had his own perspective of the mark that he wanted to leave. And he left that mark. He left that mark well. And that's unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on which side of, him you're on that's a perspective that cannot be changed so as men i want to dive down that rabbit hole and talk about like the mark that you leave you feel what i'm saying and this is a i don't know it's just the way the universe works i guess but this is like another episode that is like a perfect setup that's leading up to episode 200 i feel like there's like a real show <laughs> like you feel what i'm saying like each episode leads up to the finales um, or to the major episodes of shit. Um, but, yeah, I really want to go down that rabbit hole leaving the mark because I'm like, damn. Because I know all the shit that I talk. This is an episode. <laughs> and also, too, this is an episode where I'm saying I'm going to stop talking shit. I'm going to stop talking my shit. But I'm going to be more cognizant of the shit that I talk. I'm already intentional, but now I'm going to be cognizant of the shit that I talk because... um. Once that mark is left, that's all you're going to be remembered by forever. You feel me? People are always going to remember how you made them feel. You feel me? If above, if nothing else, people are going to make you remember how they're going to, people are going to remember how you made them feel. You know, and in the words of Kendrick Lamar, did I, am I worth it? That I put enough work in. You feel me? Are you going to sing about me forever? You know, and this isn't like I'm not contemplating death or like death isn't around the corner, even though I know I had the episode of death, but that's why I flipped it a little bit. It's just the whole 
perspective of looking at what was left. You feel me? As you transition on, what do you leave behind? Your legacy doesn't always have to be children. It could be your impact. And impact is unbiased. It can be a good impact. It could be a bad impact, but it can still be an impact depending on how well you structure your life in order to present certain things, you know? Um, but yeah, that's where this episode is going to be going. Um, because I feel like as men, especially as black men, the mark we leave is very important. We already know how important it is because of stereotypes show you the mark of the collective. You feel me? But what is the mark of the individual in that collective and how will you leave it? Will you be a contributor to the progress? Will you be a contributor to the growth? Or will you be a contributor to the division? Right? So with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. Um, so be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore just underscore scene underscore. Be sure to check out my website at imjustseen.com to get all things that are just seen. To all those who tip, donate, sponsor to the podcast, you are greatly appreciated. To all those who would like to tip, donate, sponsor to the podcast, you can do so by clicking the link in the description of your podcast. Not this episode, but the podcast itself. Cash App and PayPal are just fine. And as always, that's that for this and that's this for that. So we're going to take a quick break quick break and when we come back we're gonna dive into so frail conversations leaving your mark and don't forget to visit imjustseen.com there you can get all things just seen you want to add a so frail series to your library visit imjustseen.com you want to learn how to master the markets for serious trading and investing Visit imjustseen.com. You want to get your hands on some exclusive merch like tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, hats, bags. Visit imjustseen.com. Are you thinking about transitioning into the plant-based lifestyle? Visit imjustseen.com. You ever want to just chat with Seen about anything from simple advice to mentorship? Visit imjustseen.com. Anything and everything that is me, you can find at imjustseen.com. So take a quick peek into my world to see why being just seen is nothing less but always more. Because you never really know what you need until you see it. And you will never see it unless you visit imjustseen.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back. And without further ado, we're going to dive straight into this motherfucker today. Um... Yeah, and like I said, it started from the tweet that I had where I was like, you know, just looking at, you know, him transitioning on. The jokes, niggas didn't waste no time, bro. Niggas didn't waste no time. And I was listening to a rap battle and shit not too long ago. And a motherfucker said, you can only disrespect the dead if you were killer. That was some real shit. I was like, okay, that's right. Like, because you, you know what I mean? You don't even know, you're not even willing to make somebody dead and you're going to disrespect the dead, but that's a different story. But continuing off of that, that tweet that I made about, I pray that I'm unknown when I transition because y'all hell, right? One of my travelers pretty much was like, <laughs> it was funny shit. It was like, yo, respectfully saying, fuck out of here with that. Cause you're not in the same pocket. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're not, you know. I'm not talking about the same shit that he's talking about, or I'm not coming with the same tenacity or whatever. And I'm like, that's kind of relative. And this is why I said it's making me more cognizant of the shit that I say. You feel me? And it's relative to that. 
because this person we're aligned in the regard of where the shit that I talk about makes it quote unquote positive in their ears. You know, like don't get me wrong, the the reasoning behind it, you know, they were like, look, you don't put people in money, in positions to get money. You don't put people in positions to eat better and get their health in check. You don't put people in positions to better themselves. You know what I'm saying? As a human, you don't put people in a different position. I'm like, yeah, I have. But off the other side of that, I've attracted people who were into that. I've also repelled people. I've also been repulsive to people. I've also been a motherfucker who um who wasn't necessarily <laughs> I don't even know what word to say for it. Uh, wasn't pleasing to people. You feel me? I'm not a people pleaser. You know, I'm a person who knows that I got to live my purpose the way that I'm supposed to live my purpose, which is the reason why I'm talking about me leaving your mark. You feel what I'm saying? Because when you got to live your purpose, how you got to live your purpose, you got to take whatever comes with it and still do it consistently every day. And I'll stop, you know. I don't know if his purpose, I don't want to come off like this because I don't know if his purpose was to be that blunt, that rude or whatever the case may be because your environment does trigger the outcome of how you're going to present your purpose largely, you know, but he left his, he left his mark. He left his mark and to see the way that motherfuckers was like, and I already knew, I already knew somebody was going to make a meme about um because they said he was he was meeting with a woman or whatever and he had heart problems oh, my bad y'all they say he was um I'm awful tired but they say he was supposed to um he was meeting with a woman and he, he complained of heart problems and he passed away you know what i'm saying so i knew the motherfucking color purple meme was gonna come out like you know, fuck it. everybody was already thinking it. everybody was joking they was laughing at it like I wasn't joking. Like I wasn't, it wasn't a humorous thing for me to say, uh, well, it wasn't, it wasn't in a humorous light that I said, yo, I know somebody's going to make the fucking color purple mean where it's like, yo, how'd he die on top of me? I knew somebody was going to do that. I wasn't making it a joke. I wasn't being funny at all, but my entire comment section for the most part was all laugh emojis. And I'm like, y'all, I'm not even in that space. But it made me think, do I play that much? Do I play so much, that much, that motherfuckers think everything I do is a joke? You feel me? I get it from me and from my own personal perspective. It's I do other things. Like I said, I got the homies remind me like, nah, bro, you in a different pocket with your shit. But it's like, I may be in a different pocket because y'all know me. Y'all have stepped into that intimate space and knowing me. What about the motherfuckers that don't? All they know is what people share about me. All they know is those one little clips. You feel what I'm saying? Will that impact? How will that impact be remembered? Because people are going to remember you how they remembered you. You feel what I'm saying? It ain't got shit to do with how a collective sees you. It ain't got shit like that individual person is going to remember how you made them feel. Regardless. You feel me? They're going to remember every moment of what you did or what they know you for. You feel me? I have one side of people who look at me for one. Like, if I were to flatline right now, and I don't wish that or nothing like that, but if I were to flatline right now, I look at how will 
everybody remember me. You feel me? My family's going to remember me as the anarchist, the, the atheist that, you know, that pretty much just, just didn't believe. They're literally going to be in a mindset of, you know, he didn't get to heaven. Like that's, and that's how they're going to speak on my name. You feel what I'm saying? I got people who know me for, you know, day trading and investing, whatever the case, that's how they're going to speak on my name. But it's still the duality of how did I make you feel? Did I attract you or did I repel you? You feel what I mean? What's my mark going to be left? You know, how is my mark going to be left? And I get it. It kind of makes it seem like I'm talking about pleasing the people, but I'm not. But I'm not. I'm speaking more so of a clear conscience when it's all said and done. Because y'all know I fuck with my eye. You feel me? That's my that's my shit. That's what I stand on. You feel me? The balance of the universe and making sure things are in harmony. And when you're gone, your heart weighs the it weighs on the scales of a feather. You feel me? Because you have lived such a balanced life. You know. So me personally, when I'm gone, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not worried about that. But it's like, will the things that you do overshadow the mark that you leave? Will people create the narratives however the fuck they want to create the narratives? You feel me? When you tell your story, when you give your expressions, because there are things that people, there are things that people will run away from. There's people, things that people that go to. And as a man, especially as a black man, there's going to be moments where your final moments, your final mark is going to be dictated and predicated by whoever tells your story. Are you leaving your story in the hands of the right gatekeepers? You feel me? Are you leaving your story amongst the people for them to speak a certain way. Because like I said, watching, just watching how motherfuckers is, you know what I'm saying? It's women that like, I've seen a post where a woman found that the motherfucker had died or whatever. And like, she put the Raven mean joint where she just laughing. I said, nigga, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like that's a level of evil right there to, to, to look at the dead like that. You feel me? Like, I get it. Like the you, I get it. People are saying, you know, I get it. I'm not talking about or talking to those people who have addressed the aspect of his life that they're pointing out. But niggas is really happy he's dead. Like that's crazy to me. Niggas is literally laughing, chuckling enough that this man is gone. Like he's dead. Like you feel me? And that has me in this space simply because it's like. You know how many people are living in this world and they they don't they didn't even have the courage to leave an impact. You know what I'm saying? We look at power. You know, oh, the 48 laws of power. Power means nothing without courage. I don't give a fuck. If you don't have the the courage to exact a single law of power, it don't matter. It don't matter. At that point, you just become a tyrant. You feel me? You become a motherfucker who has to force certain shit because you don't have the courage to be powerful. You feel what I'm saying? Power is a final dynamic. When people look, it's now. You have the choice to exhibit your power how you want to. But power is a final dynamic. You have to have courage first. You feel what I'm saying? So this man had the courage to have the power to captivate motherfuckers no matter what it was. You feel what I'm saying? No matter what it was, no matter how the situation played out. Yeah, we only know him for his negative shit. But I know people who like who will post clips that it's like, oh, shit. This motherfucker was giving some game. This motherfucker was giving some gems. We take, and that's the part of this culture. I don't know if it's our culture as black men or black people, or if it's just a societal structure of being so cynical in the world, but 
we take the one negative thing about motherfucker, magnify that shit so much that it quote unquote erases a lot of the good shit that they do. But the good shit that they do cannot be erased based off of the fact that they left the shit down. You feel what I'm saying? We're looking at it in so many different dynamics. Just recently, Will Smith, just like niggas just, yo, bro, he slapped one nigga, bro. Will slap one nigga in his entire career. You never seen him. Well, he two niggas. They ain't see the other nigga he slapped. He slapped a white dude on that red carpet. He ain't slap him as hard as he slapped Chris Rock, but he slapped a white dude on a red carpet who tried to kiss him. You feel what I'm saying? You can't. That's why I say respect is to men, but love is to women. Respect is what we going for. Our purpose, our mark is to be, to everything we do is to leave respect in this world or to be respected. You feel me? But then when we look at, like I said, the way society works, they're going to they gonna magnify one small part of you. Not the whole thing. They're going to magnify one small part of you, and it's the part that they're able to see. Vision is clear. You feel me? Vision is clear. And when I want to say vision is clear, I don't mean your physical vision. Your inner vision is clear. You feel what I'm saying? You're going to see a motherfucker how you're supposed to see him. You feel me? It's no coincidence that I cross all of these people's lives and shit and, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. It's for a reason. It's for a reason. I don't know. I don't know what reason my purpose serves in your life, but it has a reason. And however you remember is the, is the things that I got to accept or not accept. You feel what I'm saying? And I don't know. This is, this is largely just a reflective episode because it's like, you feel me? I'm watching multiple pockets. I'm watching the dudes that follow his every women shit. And it's like, yo, that still was a limited vision in what you follow. You feel me? You gravitate and you resonate with what resonates the most with you because that's what your vision can see. But then the shit that your vision can't see, you overlook. So this is what I'm saying. Like all of the people that are showing, that are coming off crazy and shit. It's like all y'all remember the negative aspect of it. You feel me? And yeah, I get the, I get the women on some, you know, other shit. Cause oh, you don't understand. He disrespected black. I understand, I understand. But he also helped black women. He also gave black women game that they otherwise would not have gotten. That otherwise they were not getting from, you know the motherfuckers who was hyping them up. Now, granted, he ain't had to go as far as he did, but he only went as far as he did in the ones that you saw him go as far as he did. That's a part of leaving your mark. You feel me? Because when your mark is left, you got to ask yourself, how do I want the gatekeepers telling my story? The story's already written. <laughs> it's already written. You're writing it now. You're writing it now. But when you put that the end on a motherfucker, is that the story you want told? Of course, it's going to be the story you want told because that's the life you chose to live. But now when that story is told, will it be told the right way? You feel me? And this is why I'm saying that because I'm looking at bigger perspectives and I'm looking at current perspectives right now. You know, from my own personal perspective, people, there's a lot of people who will formulate their own assumptions about what I stand on without coming to terms, without actually coming to me to see the depths of it, because they can't, because they already know what it's going to mean for them. You feel me? Like, my perspectives on religion, I'm going to always have those. It ain't no no change about it. But for a person without the same vision as me, they're going to see it as me as a heretic, somebody who's, you know, trying to, oh, you're trying to destroy, you're trying to bring this, like, mm-mm, just trying to make you think. 
You feel me? That's I'm, I'm just trying to make you think. But you can't get to that point. So that's what people are going to remember you for. You feel me? It's like, oh, that's what he get because he always did this. That's some foul shit. That's some foul shit. Because if if you were to flip that on yourself, you deserve your death based off of imagine imagine being told you deserve your 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 death based off of a low moment in your life. You feel me? Now I'm not I'm getting it. He's oh he's 56. He's a grown ass man. Can do all right. Still, regardless, we live a life according to how we're supposed to live it. Our purpose is lived according to how we're supposed to be living it. You feel what I'm saying? Good, bad, or ugly. That's what you're gonna. That's how you're gonna live what you're supposed to live. So when it comes to, oh well, he deserved like. Just just think about that from your own internal perspective. If you were to be remembered at your lowest moment, would that be fair to you? You feel me? My brother's like, you know how many stigmas and shit we already gotta overcome, right? As a whole. If you are remembered for your lowest moment, do you really believe that's fair to you? Do you believe that's fair to anybody? It's not. But that's how that's how the society works. That's how our culture works. We live in a what have you done for me lately mentality. And then we live in a perspective of fuck what good you've done if you've done bad. Because we're going to make sure that nobody forgets the bad. Because he erased his legacy. Seen it with Bill Cosby. Seen it with uh, pretty much every like most successful black men that have reached a certain point. It's easy to throw, and they use they use sex in some way, shape, or form. But it's easy to throw out. Thought you feel me? R. Kelly's the exception. Like he did that shit. Leave that motherfucker. Like we don't like you know what I'm saying. Like that's a different that's a different dynamic. But you see how? Let's peep this game. You see how you hype up, you choose, you make a choice as to what you want this person to, you know what I'm saying? There's motherfuckers right now who said, I couldn't cancel R. Kelly because he still made good music. His music was the mark that superseded whatever the fuck else he did. That's crazy. You got other people who say, I will never support R. Kelly again because of what he did to those girls. You feel what I'm saying? Your mark for the same thing is based on the perspective of how people are going to identify you. You dig what I mean? That's the crazy part about all of this. When you gone, what's the story? And how are they going to tell this? How, how are they going to tell the same story? Are they going to tell the same story about you the same way? Or is it going to be a different story? Oh, nah, that nigga won't like that because I remember when he did this. And that's the last point they had of you. You dig what I'm saying? That's the last point that they had of you. They remember those moments. That's your mark. You know, I was joking. I wasn't joking. I was serious, but I said it in a jam session. I was like, since Terrible Twos, I believe in my mark. You know, of course, it was a bar punchline because, you know, Terrible Twos, motherfuckers leave marks on over everything. They write on walls and shit. You feel me? But in real life, since Terrible Twos, I believe in my mark. You feel me? I believe in impact on people's lives. I believe in impact on certain things. But. I would notice some of the pockets that I left the impact with. You know, when I talk about my whole phase and shit, like, yeah, there was an impact left on that. Simultaneously, this ties into this reality. When I talk about my whole phase, then the women that know, the people that know me right now and my perspective of how I feel about women, the two things, the two things clash. Right now, if 
right now there's a woman that will hate me because of what I did to her during my whole phase, right? And there's also another woman who's going to love me because she never experienced it. But these are the same motherfuckers. This is the same person. I get it. I've evolved. I've changed. But the core was me. It was me. At the end of the day, it was me that did the shit. But it's like, I remember my mark is left by two different people. My mark is left in, in the minds of two different people to a view, to be viewed a certain, a, a different way. I say it like that. A different way. As men, especially as black men, our marks, sadly enough, are defined a certain way. You feel me? And this goes into you live by, you die by. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. You live by the gun, you die by the bullet. You live, what you live by is what you die by. You feel me? That's not a, it's not a philosophical thing. It is just basically the law of correspondence of the 12, un, of the 12 laws of the universe. But it's like, yeah, you live by, you die by. But how is your death going to be told? Like, you feel me? How's your death gonna be told? Like, oh, this nigga died on a frontline fight, or not? Nah, this motherfucker ran from the fight. You feel me? On that battlefield, it was different. You know, it's like, well, I remember this nigga for this. I remember this motherfucker for this. You feel what I'm saying? Shit like that will never. It will never allow you to have peace of mind if you're gonna dwell on it. You feel me? Because this is the other side of it. This is why I said I gotta be cognizant of the shit. That more cognizant of the shit that I'm saying, because I'm already intentional with it, but I'm gonna be more cognizant of the shit that I'm saying regarding leaving my mark because it's like when you you can't erase it. You're leaving your mark right now, and you're not even leaving a mark. So you're creating a sculpture that's supposed to stand the test of time. How well would that shit stand the test of time? That's the real question that you gotta ask yourself. That's the question that you gotta sit with to really lock in and say, you know what? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I used him as memes. You know, oh, I didn't know. It's like, I'm not going to be in no regretful shit. <gasps> I didn't even know he was doing this. I didn't even know that this was the problem. You feel me? Here I am calling him. Yes, he was still like, this This is where, you know, and it ties into social conversations. This is where that masculinity got to stand in. You feel me? This is where that, that masculinity got to stand in. Because when it's all said and done, Objectively, that was a reality. He was that type of man. He was a caddy argumentative man. Again, this was the mark he left. This was the mark that he left in regards to how I had to see him, what my vision was. My vision based off of masculinity, seeing certain dynamics, and like that was the type of man he was. You feel me? So, my bad. Today, my brother's birthday. I almost forgot. So, I'm sending a text just now because it just hit me. So yeah, anyway, I'm back. My bad, my bad. But yeah, that's that is, you know, the mark that he left. That's the that's how I remember him is the caddy argument of the man who's always arguing with women. And yes, I leveraged it as, you know, social media uh uh marketing and stuff. And it's still an objective expression that's real. I can't say, you know, you know, oh, I said it because I was trying to disrespect him or be rude. No, it's an attribute of masculinity that has a name to it now. You feel me? That he exhibited the behavior. You feel what I'm saying? 
but does what I stand on for that one perspective of me, okay, I'm going to make a post about this or I'm going to say this, does that change the fact that his overall purpose was not still served? That's just his perspective of me. That's his perspective to me. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not saying that to use it as negating anything, but when you leave your mark, it sets the standard for how you're going to be viewed when you're gone. You feel me? How people going to remember you. I think, I think the reason why, why I don't think, I really start, I'm really starting to come to terms now, like why my entire brand, my brand entity is just seen. Like I never wanted to be bought, like a part of leaving your mark is accepting that you're going to be boxed in in some way, shape or form. That's how you're going to be remembered forever. You feel what I'm saying? When you, your legacy, leaving your mark, that is the way in which you're going to be remembered forever. You feel me? I don't want to be remembered for anything other than being myself. So when all of that shit goes left, that shit goes a different way, however it goes, and people remember, it's like, yo, he was just himself. It's like, well, I know him for this. Well, what? I didn't even know he did that. Like, I know him for this. Like, what? He did this too? Like, yo, what? What? Yo, that was just him. When it's all said and done, I want to be known. Like, yo, that's just him. That's how he operates. That's how he gets down. Like, everything that he does is just a piece of who he is. You feel me? But it's like, when you get caught up in your purpose and making it like who you are, right? Rather than defining who you are and living your purpose. But when you make who you are just the function of your purpose, then you got to stay there. You feel me? The caricature, the the setup that you have within yourself is like, this is who I am. It's who you have to stay. You can't change at that point. You can't have like any kind of, you know, and I, you know, on some other shit, I feel like, you know, Loki, he may have been just a, you know, um, agent provocateur in some. And again, these are things on how my vision play out. You feel me? He could have just been an agent provocateur to where, like, he just came to cause dissension in a, in a community. Like, where did he come from? Like, it wasn't like, like, I don't know, maybe just me, because I just found out about him, like, when I found out about him. But it was just like, he just came on. That 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 happens intentionally when somebody's designed to shake some shit up. Like niggas just pop up. It's like there's not a gradual build of, okay, I watched him crawl, walk, run, and then it's like now nah, the motherfuckers here's just like bam, he's here in full effect. Like motherfuckers be sharing this shit. And again, that's a part of le- I wasn't in that environment. I wasn't in that mental space to see it. But then somehow it crossed borders and I was able to see it all the time. It transcended what he was actually supposed to be doing for it. Like how do you go from being an image consultant to this shit? He didn't consult on any images. Like, no images are being consulted. So, like, you feel me? That's why I felt like, yo, look, he was an agent provocateur just to cause dissension because a lot of dissension was caused. But that's from the perspective of addressing the point. You feel me? Objectively saying this is what I feel is happening or feel he popped up for. You feel me? As opposed to a lot of the people really going in like the same shit happened with Nipsey. How they like, like motherfuckers is like, yo, if yo he he gone, you feel me? But like, yo, he was stupid for staying in the hood. He was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's an objective approach for them. You feel me? That's how they feel. But you, that, that's not how that person felt when, because you you gotta, and this is a part of leaving your mark. You gotta realize you can't be a people pleaser in one regard because you have one some people saying, yo man. 
he shouldn't have left the hood. Like he should have left the hood. That none of that shit would have happened. Like you know. At the same token, you had other people like, yo, he gave so much back to his people, the people that knew him, the, the place he grew up, where he lived. Like, but it's the same thing. It's just a different viewpoint of it. You feel me? Nipsey ultimately had a perspective where he left so much. You feel me? He left so much already, and he was able to document his life more rather than what, like, you know, what they wanted to be, what they wanted him to be remembered by. Like, I was watching, um, you know, y'all know I fuck with Pac heavy. Low-key, like, Pac was, like, a father figure to me. Like, I was six years old when he died or whatever, but, like, watching his interviews growing up, like, all of that shit, like, it was different. It was different. And then, like, just watching how he lived his life, it gave me just free reign to say, you know, do what you want to do. But when I look at how Pac was remembered, you feel me? Pac has multiple things you can be remembered. He can be remembered by. You feel me? But his final moments as the story is told, motherfuckers really, really never know the depths of who he is. Because there's so many depths. So they have to look at it at the perspective of this is how I feel about it. You got some people, like I was just watching these young kids and shit. They didn't even know Pop's life and shit, but they don't understand the conceptualization of evolution in a person. This ties into the 22 paths of the tree of life. Like you have a moment of the moon path, right? The moon path is a moment where your evolution kicks in. So I was just talking about you got change, transformation, evolution, right? Evolution is the final piece where it's like you're completely a whole different person. Something happens when you overcome it. You know, I talk about going through the tower moment. The tower moment is that moment in your life where, boom, something breaks you. And now you got to change. So the kids were talking about Pac wasn't even really a gangster. Like, you feel me? He just he just acted like that. He was an actor, blah, blah, blah. And it it, it hurt my feelings to say that, to hear that. Not because, you know, Pac was a gangster and no shit like that. Pac really had a good soul. But at the same time, life happens to you. It can change you in ways that you were never originally supposed to be. That does not mean you're fake. That does not mean that you're a fraudulent person. That means that, nigga, this happened to me. These same kids was like, yeah, Pac wasn't real. Like, all of that shit. I was like, yo, he shot a cop. You feel what I'm saying? He actually murdered a cop for, like, the shit that he was talking about was really what he was, you know, and he got off from it. Um, the other shit that he played, like, they wanted to tarnish his image so much. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, now they're like, yo, Pac really wasn't a gangster. Like, so what is a gangster? mindless fool who just shoots and does things for the regular because he has no control over what's going on in his life or is it a person or is it a person who who i don't really think there's another thing about it because they think you know if you a gangster that means you have to you they think like they think a gangster is just somebody who has no other another resources or skills in their repertoire and they in a space behind themselves you dig what I'm saying? That's what they feel. And because they feel like that, it changes the dynamic of the reality of how they see that person. So as I'm watching these little kids, they in their like 20s and shit, early 20s or some shit. Like, yo, he wasn't real. He wasn't no gangster. Like, and you're going off of what? You're going off of what? You feel me? Because it's like, imagine if, what do you think is going to happen to you if you get shot five times? I don't give a fuck if you were the nicest person on the face of this earth. It's just going to change you. It's going to tra- It's going to evolve you. You feel what I'm saying? So, like, they were showing, like, a little clip 
when Tupac was like 17 years old. Told me, oh my gosh, I called this woman like they like the guys to call him the B word. And then it's like he goes into a point of yo bitches ain't shit. You feel me? And motherfuckers is like, see, Pac was always a nice dude at 17 years old. Some of those interviews you're seeing are the 23, 24 year old Pac. Some of those interviews are after the motherfucker got shot. Your life changes differently when you face death. You feel me? So it's like, did that mean that he wasn't any, like, no, it's like, yo, when I feel like my homies betrayed me, when I feel like this happens, it takes me to a whole another place. You feel me? That nigga meant every word he said in the shit that he said. Like, you can feel like the power in the shit. You feel me? But does that mean he wasn't like that? Well, they got video footage of him kicking up, stomping Orlando out in Las Vegas. Didn't give a fuck. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like persuasion is good. Persuasion can happen to make you do things that you don't want to do or, you know what I'm saying? But to the core of it, the mark that you leave has to be a reality. Like, and it, they're going to pick apart certain aspects of your life, certain dynamics of your life. They're going to pick apart a certain, certain space in which overall is going to either, it's going to, it, overall it's going to affect and, and, and express who you were as a person, but it's going to express one dynamic. And one person not going to dive deep enough into you to know that this is the full dy dynamic or whatever it is. That's why. This is low-key why. Low-key why I started off this shit as being so transparent. And I think a lot of that shit's about to change. This moment has shown me in real time. It's not like I'm going to be ending my podcast. It's not like I'm going to be shutting this shit down but or even being as expressive. But it's teaching me that. I am too transparent with y'all. You feel me? Because it's like, now don't get me wrong. Anything that can be used against me can't be used against me. Anything I express, I've already made peace with good, bad, or ugly and shit, right? But at the same token, it's like the extent to which a motherfucker can make you look ugly based off of those things is different. But you give them the ammunition when you start giving so much information. You dig what I'm saying? You start giving so much information because now they have to paint their narratives however they're going to paint them. You know? And when it's all said and done, what mark are you leaving? What mark are you really going to leave in this plane? What mark are you going to leave in this world? What mark are you going to set up for yourself to say, you know what? What I got to do is, is bigger than where I am. What I have to do is bigger than me. What I have to do is something that I probably I probably wouldn't do otherwise. Or I probably would do. But when my mark is left, how will I be remembered? You feel me? I know, again, I talk shit. I do. It's just, it's just what I do. You feel me? Because motherfuckers listen when you talk shit. Don't know why, but motherfuckers listen when you talk shit. So we have a culture of school and everything that wants to make us remember that Martin Luther King had a dream. But we don't have many motherfuckers. And that was his quote. Martin Luther King's words, I have a dream. That was the mark that they want, like, people, oh, Martin Luther King had a dream. He fought for this, that, and the third. You feel me? But when you know the totality of a person, it can't be erased. You, you, you can't look at them in isolation. You know, when I talk about, yo, this is the burning house that Martin Luther King is like, yo, those are his words. That was kind of the mark he left on me based off of the, you know, he left the other mark too, but I got a full mark of him. And I'm able to see his full down. Oh, you had other sides to you. You had fun. You lived. You wasn't just in the streets walking all day long in a, in a church suit holding hands. Like, it was other shit to it.
but the mark is left. The mark is left. You were a passive person who helped us integrate into a fucked up society. Who realized it at his death? You feel what I'm saying? So it's like when I say this is Martin's burning house, it's like, bro, this was the realization you already had. The same real, the same tenacity, the same energy in which you had the dream was the same energy in which you had this vision that you feel you're integrating your people into a burning house. Same energy, but we only remember the dream. Hey, bro, for real, though, at some point, we got to stop talking to women about masculinity and start talking to each other about it. And I mean really talk to each other. Not as enablers and co-signers, but as men trying to reach the pinnacle of our essence. And that's what the So Frail series does. So Frail 1 is the definition. So Frail 2 is the acknowledgement. And So Frail 3 is the resolution. If you rock with the So Frail conversations, I can guarantee you will rock with the So Frail series of books. So visit IamJustSeen.com right now so you can add the series to your library. I promise you will never look at masculinity the same again. And you're going to stop wasting your time arguing with women about it. This is a conversation that men need to have between men. And it's time we start having this conversation now. You feel me? So his legacy is, remember, is, is remembered like that. You feel me? I seen this post was like, if, what was it? It said, um, I think Maya Angelou used to be a prostitute or something. Mark, uh, Malcolm X used to be, you know, Detroit Red and shit. He used to, I think that's what they call him, Detroit Red. Or like that was somebody else. I feel like that was him. Or just red or something. My bad. I got it. I'm just flowing. So yeah, Martin Luther King. I mean, Malcolm X. You have uh, Maya Angelou. And they're like, yo, if these people would have died before they changed, you wouldn't. Like, you would. And that's the point. They didn't die before they changed. They died at the time they were supposed to die when they made the nest. But their mark, the mark that they left was already set there. It's already said there as men. Now we can make this. We're going to get more into deeper, deeper aspects of this being a social conversation. Like as men, something that we do fully, something that we do wholeheartedly is that. It, well, as black men, like we have been stigmatized or something. Stigmatized into and I ain't going to say stereotype. I'm going to say stigmatized solely because when we get to a certain point in life. That is what they assume they can use to attack us. You ever notice why the majorly successful motherfuckers who are, you gotta, oh, it was a sexual thing. He tried to touch me. He tried to hurt me. Cause some motherfuckers do succumb to that shit. You feel me? Cause they teach us that power is pussy money and weed and whatever the case may be. But for the most part, when they feel I'm doing X, Y, and Z, they're gonna attack you. For example, when Chris Brown first bought his masters back, it was like, yo, let's get this motherfucker with a sexual to like, the rap sheet was there. People are going to believe he really did it. Listen to his music. <laughs> this is all he sings about. Not that he's singing songs written by other motherfuckers sometimes. Not that he's entertaining people who like this type. It's like, yo, this is the type of music he's on. That's the mark they left. You feel me? Chris Brown would never get out of shout of shit that he did to Rihanna. Ever. Ever. And that's purposeful. Because we're are the stigmatized the stigmatism of what a black man is is like when you take the black man out of the home at first, but then you leave a black man to be raised by a woman. He's traumatized. He's traumatic and everything. He's gonna become a womanizer. There's no way around it. That's what the culture was. The culture was to create womanizers, low key. And it was like it started off to where the the single mothers and everything like that. It's like I want they coddle us so much. 
they coddled the boy so much that it ultimately became the womanizer. Either you have to love me and coddle me the way my mama did. You can't talk to me crazily. Or I'm going to do to you all the shit that I want to do to my mama who disrespected me when I was a kid. Or all of these different dynamics that play into it develops into the womanizer. Right? So it's just a matter of time and a matter of trigger when it's like, will you be remembered as the womanizer? You feel me? You can help whoever you want to after you do something that leaves a mark on who you are. But the moment that it comes out, it can supersede everything that you build in a matter of moments. Like when the Bill Cosby shit came out, again, I'm not saying whether or not he popped them or not. I can't really say that shit. We can make jokes. We can make whatever. I don't know. I wasn't there. But just from my own personal perspective, I'm like, so he was drugging all of these random white women. And none of the black women in his actual space. Like, he ain't never tried to get Felicia Rashad. You feel me? Like, he, like, but he, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit like that made me wonder, like, you feel me? It's like, I'm just saying, just, and this is more so how I have to view his expression based off of my own vision. You feel me? I know I fuck with black women, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, nigga, if anything, first dibs would have been like, nigga, if I was really going to do some shit like that, now this is not, don't get freaky and tricky or crazy with this shit but what i'm saying if i was my perspective if it was really gonna be some shit like that that was happening when i seen the woman that accused him versus the woman he was around all the time nigga nigga it, it, it just didn't add up to me the math won't mathing you feel what i'm saying but now when people leave that mark when they left that mark they're not gonna remember fat albert they're not gonna remember all the good shit that he did his whole image his whole mark is tarnished because of that shit. Because like I said, we've been stigmatized to be womanizers. We've been stigmatized to be abusive, disrespectful to our women and just not care about women as a whole. And that's not even us. That's not even us. That's a part of the culture that we assimilated that was already laid down. You dig what I'm saying? We had a pride in our women. We actually loved them at some point. You feel me? The closer we got to whoever, the farther away we got from ourselves. You feel me? And so when we look at marks being left, when we look at things of that nature and things that are, you know, designed to solidify you in reality, designed to solidify you in, you know, in your immortality, what you gonna remember, what you gonna be remembered by? You feel me? Some of us will never be remembered at all. That's fine. Your life ain't about being, it's, it's necessarily not being about like a being a, a large, like being a full member, a, remem a full memory of a culture, but you have, you have poised to be member, to be remembered. How are people going to remember you? Were you the motherfucker that beat somebody up? You beat a shorty up and shit. Now you're going to be like that forever. You're, you're, you're a woman beater. That's how niggas remember you. So the respect is going to be whatever it's going to be at that point. Feel me? Were you a motherfucker that was already cheerful and helpful and shit? Too nice? That's how motherfuckers gonna remember you. That's the mark you're gonna leave. You feel me? The sad part about us as black men is that our mark is already left for us before we leave. Like, <laughs> like we go into shit already reaping, you know, already holding to hold held to a standard of a motherfucker that we never we not that we're not. You feel me? A motherfucker that preceded us or some shit like, you know? I don't think people understand how deep niggas, niggas ain't shit is. It's like, yo, damn. 
I ain't even one of them ain't shit niggas, but I'm liable to become one of them ain't shit niggas if you're going to keep affirming that shit over me. You feel what I'm saying? But it's like you remember for some shit before the memory's even yours. You feel me? Stereotype. Stigmatisms. That's, that's, that's really what it boils down to. You feel me? All black men do is this. All black women do is this. All black people do is this. That shit sits. You feel me? That shit sits. So imagine, like, just peep this shit, like, starting it from birth, yo. Imagine being called bad because you're an active kid all your life. So then you are, like, this motherfucker bad. They're not bad. Like, stop calling your kids bad because now this is the mark they're going to leave. They're going to leave a bad mark on this motherfucker. Oh, you so bad. Stop being bad. Like this and third. All they know is that they bad. That's all you keep affirming that they are. You feel me? They're bad and they know better, but they're never taught anything. It's crazy. That determines your mark that you're gonna leave. You feel me? Some people we we all leave different marks, different impressions, different different things on people. You know, but in the moment it's like, what's gonna happen? You feel me? What's gonna happen when it's all said and done? How people going to remember you? What they going to do? They going to attack your name? They going to laugh at your name? They going to spit on your name? What they going to do? Because you can't do shit about it. You can't do shit about it. You feel what I'm saying? Only thing you can do is, you know, leave them with nothing to talk about. If you can. And if you can't, well, shit, then. I guess you just got to eat that shit and you got to deal with it. You know? We live in this world where... As men, we got to learn how to tap into our purposes first before, like, we go around living goals and not living in intentions, right? So because we're focused on a goal, it doesn't matter what we have to do to achieve that goal. You don't need integrity to achieve a goal. You need success to achieve a goal. That's why when we look at corporate America, motherfuckers ain't got intentions on being successful. They got goals on being successful, which means that your morality, your intentions are tied to your morality. And your morals and your beliefs and, you know, the system you stand on. You know, when motherfuckers ain't got that shit, they just setting goals. And when they setting goals, they'll do anything to win. You feel me? There's motherfuckers that'll do anything to win. And you got to know that you got to know who who you're dealing with and who you're coming off as when you're on that quest. Because it's like you're going to be remembered when it's all said and done. Like, And then death doesn't like, that's why I did the episode on death. Well, I ain't going to say that's why because I didn't know this motherfucker was going to die. I didn't know it was going to lead to this. But... You know, the episode on death is like, death is more so the ending, a completion. How many times have you left the job? How many times have you left the situation and you only remember negative shit about people? Like, the shit, you, the positive interactions you have with a motherfucker, you don't remember that shit. You don't remember the good moments because it was so compounded on some negative shit. You feel, you, you feel what I'm saying? Like, those are the marks. As a man, when you, when you leave this motherfucker, what's yours? What's yours? Like how people gonna converse about you? How people gonna how people gonna speak on your name? And will that be warranted when they speak on your name? Anybody that I wronged, you feel me? Anybody that I've ever wronged in this world, who if I if, when I transition on, if they say, "Yo, I don't like," by I don't like that about them, you can't argue with them. Don't defend me for that shit. Like that's one of the things that I'm watching too. My mark has no my. The, the mark you leave needs no defense. That's the defense in its own. Like how people respond, how people perceive, how people look at you and and approach your life and say, 
you know what, this is how this motherfucker made me feel. Nobody can erase that for you. You feel me? Nobody can erase that for you. Like, I was making a joke. Well, it wasn't a joke. It was an observation. Because I wasn't laughing. I wasn't joking. I was like, Kevin Hart is not funny to me anymore. And the motherfucker said, but he getting money, though. See, you're defending some shit that I'm not even talking about. All you view out of his legacy is that he made money. That's the pinnacle of his legacy to you. But he getting money, though. I don't care if he's not funny no more. He getting... When you're purpose or whatever was established on this particular thing and you're losing that essence the fuck that's not me roasting them or some shit like that it's just like if i watched the basketball when kobe tore his achilles and shit and he came back he ain't had a step in i said kobe ain't got it no more nobody came to me on some shit he getting money though nigga i know he getting money but he ain't got it he ain't, he can't play the game like he did his achilles is torn it's not the same shit you feel me so people got to remember you how they choose to remember you and how they choose to accept how they perceive you. you. Feel me? So anybody come out and say some shit, yo, he wronged me. Let him have it. You feel me? Let him have it. Like, you can't defend that shit even if you have a good perspective. Well, he ain't never do that to me. I, you're right. I never did that to you. But we don't know how old I was when that shit happened. We don't know what happened to this motherfucking person that made me say, you know what? I can see why you mad like that. You dig what I'm saying? It's all in the mark that you leave when it's all said and done. Can you fuck with somebody again after that? Can somebody fuck with you again after that? Who knows? Who knows? The marks that we leave and the mentalities that we have in between time, they signify a lot. Because a lot of us, like, we don't anticipate death. Nobody anticipates death, no matter what. Like, And let this be a testament to how people don't pay attention to death even when it's staring them right in the face. You feel me? I didn't know none of this shit until, like, you know, shit comes out. It's like, I think he battled, like, was it, level three Hodgkin's lymphoma, cancer. You feel me? At a younger age, that fucked up his heart. You dig what I'm saying? It fucked up his heart. So it's like he had his heart failed finally in a situation. It's like, oh, so this has already been like this. You dig what I'm saying? But in it already being like that, he would drink, like, Red Bulls and shit. He was like... Bruh, did you not take that seriously? Which now puts a reflection on me. Because I smoke. And I've been actively trying to quit for a long time. And I've been actively working at it. You know what I'm saying? It's different different dynamics. You feel me? I was never supposed to get caught up in smoking this long. You know, habits happen. You feel me? Starts off, you're just all right, cool. Let me alleviate the stress or whatever the case may be. And that was the facade. It was never about stress. It was never about stress. None of that shit. It was an addiction to nicotine, right? So it's like, seeing that shit is just like, yo, bro, at what point do you, at what point is your legacy going to be remembered? And it's like, you know, he could have lived longer. His own action. Like, some people are looking at his legacy like that. He could have lived longer. You know what I'm saying? He made a conscious choice to make certain decisions in his life because it's like, you got to be intentional. You got to be cognizant of the shit that you want to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? This 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 episode is like deep, but like this moment, it kind of it helped me see other things just personally about myself and like what do I want to leave? Because like I said, the reason why I'm saying it is because a lot of times we don't anticipate when we could die. We don't anticipate that we can die, but we know we can do all the things that could shorten our lives. But we don't anticipate, oh, this is gonna happen to me now. You feel me? Right now, 
if everything cuts short because if you're not if it, life is is simply like this right you either live in a life that's going to extend or you're going to live a life that's going to shorten you feel me people be looking at it on some shit oh i was a good person i'm about no are there things that you're doing on a regular basis causing you to do shit that's going to shorten your life even if you're a good motherfucker you can go give money to the homeless people all day long you feel me you can give money to homeless people all day long but if you're doing things that are shorting your life that shit don't like they got us you know believing shit like you know i ain't gonna get into that because this episode not fuck that this is my shit but they got us believing things like as long as we believe in certain things certain aspects that nothing else matters you feel me nothing else matters so because nothing else matters, we don't treat shit with like when we look at it's when, when you believe that nothing else matters, but something else has accountability of your soul in your life. You don't have to have accountability and soul and control over it. So you do whatever you want to do. You know, some people are willing to deal with the consequences. Some people are oblivious to the consequences thinking, yo, this is going to take all the pain away from me. No, it's not. It's going to give you more pain than you think you understand. Because it's the actions and the things that you're doing. That are ultimately going to lead to how you shorten or shorten or extend your life. You feel me? When we're born, we're already given all of the time. Like I was just reading, and this this concept touched me heavily. It was like your death is already in you. You don't know it yet. You haven't acknowledged it yet. But and I and this is one of the reasons why we fear death so much because our death is already in us. We just don't know how we're going to die. We know that we're going to die. We just don't know how. Right. We think we don't know how your death is in you because you know, your death is your, your final destination, your final point in this life. The actions that you lead up to that point are going to determine when you're going to die, how you're going to die. You write your own death. You literally write your own death. Shit, shit hit different when you hear it like that, that you write your own death. And when we have people who say, Oh shit, I got close to death in this situation. That was to show you this is what you're doing. These actions, this is what it's going to cause. How are you going to change that shit? You feel me? One thing that I learned to start doing is that like when I see that some shit is making me feel a negative way, it's like, yo, that's going to lead me to a death in that situation. It may not be a physical death. It may be, you know, emotional death, but it's like, it's going to lead me to a certain death that's going to cause a completion. It's going to cause an end. You feel me? Your death is created within you. Literally. You feel me? I mean, I did just quote, live by, die by. Your death is created in you. You create your own death. When you know that, that's a powerful feeling. You no longer get to a point of feeling, oh, if I die, what's this going to happen? What's it like? I reached that point a long time ago. I just never conceptualized it and put it in words. You feel me? I reached that point. Like I've seen death so many times that it was just like, yo, I'm creating these deaths. You feel me? I'm creating these deaths. I didn't die when it happened because I'm still here, but I got hit by a car when I was 17 months old. I created that. I created that. That's a crazy reality. I created that. It's like, bro, you you got, yeah, I kind of got myself hit by a car. You feel me? Because we was in the laundromat. I was playing with a little bouncy ball, not listening. Obviously, it's like, yo, stay by here. Stay by me. Talking, My mom telling me to stay by her. I bounced the ball and I go chase the ball. Chase it into the street and get hit. You feel what I'm saying? It's like, I know it's like, oh, but you're a kid, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, that's how. And that's why it's so easy to not pay attention to your shit. 
because everybody gives you a scapegoat or a pass when you actually get through some shit. Everybody gives you a reason to say, you know what? It's not that bad. It's not that serious. Don't be so hard on yourself, whatever. You were a kid. You couldn't. That was the point. I was still making actions that led me to get hit by a car obliviously. In my mind, I'm not thinking, yo, I'm bouncing this ball. It's going to go into the street. I'm going to get hit. I can't even factor in that scenario. I'm not going to. You feel me? But it happens. My actions led to that. So when we think about this on a bigger scale, the actions that we had, like people don't just die of cancer. They're killed with cancer, but they don't just <laughs> they don't just die of cancer. They have lived a lifestyle that made cancer viable. Your actions create your death like your death is written by you. Nobody else. You feel me? I get it, you know, because now I'm, I'm really stripping down the layers of it going straight on the esoterical side, like unbiased, like no uh, complete objectivity, like seeing things without any kind of bias between them. It's like we were like, well, what about people who happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time? They weren't in the wrong place at the wrong time. They weren't. They were where they chose to be. They were where they were supposed to be. It's just an unfortunate event that that circumstances aligned and collided in a way that led into that. You dig what I'm saying? It's just it's little subtle things like that are hard to see sometimes because it's like we get so wrapped up in the basis of, yo, we don't. A lot of people believe that we don't control none of the shit that we have that happens in our lives. Oh, we're just a part of some divine thing that's like, if we do this, it's already ordained. No, it's not. Both your birth and your death, your life and your death is in you to get out. It's already in you. You just have to bring it and your actions bring out how you will live and how you will die. People don't want to take that responsibility or be accountable for that piece of how they will live and how they will die. It's too much responsibility. If I know that I control how I die, but my mind is only wrapped in belief and I have fear and faith, I'm either going to stay away from things. When you reach, like I said, this is why I teach in the Soul for 3 in the Tree of Life. When you reach the point of where you have mastered yourself, when you have gone through all 22 phases of the Tree of Life and all of the past, and you get to that point where that full circle moment, you fully understand who you are, you now control and accept the reality of I control this shit. I'm literally going to control when I live and die. You feel me? I can't control when I'll be killed, but I can be controlled when I die. I can control when I die. I can control the certain situations that I put myself in. And I can, but it causes you to be intentional and cognizant of all things at all times. Nobody wants that burden for themselves. Nobody wants that burden for themselves. You know? Because it's hard to change that reality within you once that reality is set. But how you're going to die is in you right now. You're like, yo, some, such and such died fast or whatever the case may be. No, they died according to the life they lived. And I get it. Sometimes it's like, yo, this person died too young. It's like their actions led to that reality. Their actions led to that reality. And it's written all in, in the... I guess the ethers, you write in the ethers every day. You feel me? And as I think about it, I'm using myself as an example. At this particular moment, as somebody who smokes, and this really is about to start changing my whole dynamic as a whole, I'm literally writing my death into existence that I, that I could die of lung cancer. There's not going to be a surprise. I could die from smoking. 
You feel me? What can shorten my life right now could be smoking. But as it's nobody's fault but my own. I'm literally creating the action that if I died from this, oh, it was just too young. He was just so vibrant. He was just, no, I smoke. I can't like, no, I'm making the choice to smoke. And it's like, now nah, I got to make the choice not to because I'm under, I know I control my death. And at this moment, I've accepted that I control my death. I don't think I've ever accepted it before. I don't think I've ever accepted it before. You feel me? When people ask me, like, I created Master in the Market. I created all these different things business-wise, and I created all these things to make sure that I, you know, I realized that I needed to control my life. I needed to control the actions that make me live. But I also got to control the things that can make me die. You feel me? Like I said, when I was 16 years old, when I was 16 years old, I got into it with one of my, well, me and, one, me and my homies, we got into it with some dudes. Um, and one of my homies had a BB gun. Cause look, the nigga pulled up on us and shit, right? Well, he was like, yo, what y'all bang? And me, I'm like, oh shit. I'm, I come, I'm cut from a different cloth. So it's like, I learned certain lingos earlier on that my homies never learned. You feel me? I learned about like, if somebody asks you where you're from, you know what I'm saying? You know, when I grew up in California, like, yo, they ask you where you're from, it's likely to go left. You feel what I'm saying? They know you ain't from where you, you know, where they at. So it's like, dude pulled up on us and she was like, yo, what y'all bang? And I'm like, y'all just keep walking. But them two, they're not of that same culture. We young, but they're not of that same culture. So they got the hothead with the shit. They're like, nigga, what you bang? And they all up in the motherfucker car and shit trying to see. I said, y'all niggas could have got shot the fuck up. I said, and I'm looking at it from, like, nothing happened like that. But I'm like, in that moment, I'm like, y'all could have got shot the fuck up. Y'all would have caused your death. I get it, cause of death is gunshot wound to the chest or whatever the case may be, or it's the cause of the actions of the motherfucker. Like, you lived a life that led to that. You dig what I'm saying? So, when we see one of the dudes, like, we see him in isolation, one of my homies run up on him with a BB gun and be like, yo, when you see your man, yo, tell him this what it is. Like, them niggas looked for us, like, that whole day. We got stuck in my homie crib with one shotgun had one slug in it and we had a bb2 with a hat a bb2 a bb gun with a half empty co2 cartridge and at this moment i was just like i told my homies i was like i was 16 was i 16 yeah i was 16 my other homie was 15 or he was 16 too because i was i still 16 i don't know so it's like 16 15 14 in my mind i'm telling myself like, i already lived my life Y'all still got at least a year to go to get up to where I'm at. So it's like our plan was, well, my plan was, yo, let the youngest homie run home. You know, if they run up on us, run home. I was like, I'm going to shoot the whole BB gun into the car. Then, you know, my other man's like, oh, you shoot, you shoot the gauge and take off. And then I'm going to get y'all the head start. Y'all go and whatever happens, happens. Right. Those were the actions that I could have took. But then another side of the actions kicked in. Yo, I need to call somebody. Like, I, I never, see, with fist, with fighting and fist, like, I never went to go get anybody because I ain't had nobody to go get, you know what I'm saying? But I will fight physically. This was different. This was different. I had to call somebody. You feel me? I had to call somebody. So I called my big brother and shit. It's like, yo, we stuck here, bro. These dudes trying to kill us. Like, it's no ifs, ands, and maybes about it. So he came, you know, we put he put us in his girl car or whatever, took the guns off of us and shit. And then um, after that, the shit was squashed. But the purpose that I'm making it with that is that 
when it's all said and done, those are actions that led to that point. My actions to hang with my homies, my actions to ride with them and say, these are my fucking brothers, right or wrong, it don't matter. Knowing that he was a high, like not stopping my homie from pulling a BB gun on that dude could have changed everything. And I get it like, yo, people like, yo, you can't control people. I, I knew what he was going to do. I seen him walking up on him. I could have simply said, bro, leave that man alone. Leave him alone. But I didn't. At that time, it was like, nah, bro, they already rolled up on us. We caught one of them. Send a message. Let that nigga know what it is. And he did. You feel me? There's always going to be somebody more gangster than you. You feel what I'm saying? We was talking that shit with a BB gun. These motherfuckers had real guns. And all we had was one shotgun with a slug in it. You feel me? But we were creating our death right there. Literally creating our death. We were writing our death in our in, in that moment. You feel me? But then you get those nudges like, yo, pay the fuck attention. Pay the fuck attention, bro. This is what you're going to lead to. Like, when I got, I got into... I got into two wrecks in one year. Never had any been in any wrecks before. You feel me? The first wreck that I got into, you know, I rear-ended a motherfucker. You feel me? Because they stopped short at the stop sign. So it was my fault because I was behind them, but they did that shit to play me. So nothing was wrong with that car. Fucked up my whole front bumper, right? But I was texting. I can't lie. I was I was texting like a motherfucker. If I would have died, I, I caused that. I caused that within myself. You feel what I'm saying? The second one, when I was at the, um, when I got, I got rear-ended this time. I already knew not to go. Something within me said, bro, don't drive. Don't hit the highway right now. I'm literally sitting at the highway waiting to get into entry. Dude, just come through. Shh, boom. Don't even slow down. It's like, nigga. I would not have got hit if I would have listened to my intuition. Somebody else would have got hit. It wouldn't have been me, but I would not have created that series of events that let me like, I would not have been positioned right there to get rear-ended. You feel me? Being intentional with your mind, knowing how you got to leave your mark makes your actions set in. When you know on the inside how you going to die. No, no, no. When you know on the inside that you control your death, one, you stop speaking, you start speaking differently about it. Two, you now control your actions differently you feel what i'm saying you control your actions differently and you become more accountable and more responsible for the shit that you do you feel me and all this ties into leaving the mark because we in in living our purpose we don't anticipate how we're gonna die your purpose i always say that your purpose is found on the other side of your pain now i'm gonna add another part to it your purpose, when you're living it, is going to predicate your death. <laughs> when you're living your purpose, it is low-key going to predicate your death. You're going to die in some way, shape, or form doing what you love. If you really love it. You feel me? And I get it, people. Oh, that person, they're like, yo, your actions are going to live lead up to that. Your death is going to lead into that in some way, shape, or form because your life is there. Life and death are opposite sides of the same coin. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So when you live in your purpose and you leave in your mark, how you decide whether you're going to live or die is going to be very, very critical, very, very pivotal to how your reality is going to be played out. A lot of people ain't ready for that. You feel me? But a lot of people want to leave a mark that pleases people. 
You feel me? Kevin Samuels found an audience that he can please, that can generate his income, generate his revenue, which means that he caters to them, which means that this is now how he has to live. So that's his mark that he's going to leave. You feel me? But then in addition to that, looking at the fact that he had already had, he had already beat um, the, the lung cancer, the lymphoma or whatever, and then the fact that he's still drunk like Red Bulls and shit that will naturally fuck up your heart with a fucked up heart. When a motherfucker say he died of a heart attack, makes sense. It's not a shock. To the average person, it's like, oh shit, he's 56, he died of a heart attack. Well, he died as a response to his actions. He chose his death. And every day he fueled when that death was going to come. You dig what I'm saying? And then the mark that he left, in addition to that, those were the actions that he stayed in his pocket with. So when he was done, all said and done, it's like, nigga, this is what we're going to remember you for. How you chose to live. Because how you choose to live is also how you choose to die because they one and the same. You feel what I'm saying? Because that's going to be the impact that your mark leaves. When, when this is all said and done, when it's all said and done, will motherfuckers remember you the way you want to be remembered? Do you even know how you want to be remembered? If not, you got to start addressing that. And then you got to address how you're going to live and address how you're going to die. And look at your actions and see, am I doing things that are making me live? Am I doing things that are slowly killing me? And when my mark is all said and done, will it be the mark that I envisioned for myself that I lived and thought that it was going to be? So when a motherfucker tells my story, they tell my story the way I wanted to be told, not the way the world wants to hear it. They literally tell my story the way that I wrote it, the way that I wanted to be told and the way in which I chose I chose to leave my mark. And don't forget to check out Pala Cafe Clothing. Formerly Just Scenes merch, get all of your intricate designs crafted specifically for the melanated being to develop a positive imagery within self and to have a little bit of fun in the process. From the peace, love, knowledge, and freedom to the dead horses and water designs, all the styles are crafted for the imagery to make you feel as you're supposed to feel. Because as I always say, the best way to fit in is to stand out. And what better way to stand out than with your exclusive styles from Pala Cafe Clothing. All right, I'm going to go ahead and end it there. I'm going to go ahead and end it there because I got shit to do. But, yeah, that's what this circumstance, this time, it prompted. Like, leave your motherfucking mark. Leave it, but make sure that the mark that you leave doesn't eclipse all the good shit you've done. If you've done any good shit. Make sure that it's not going to, you know, change your perspective. And I know I did all that talking about, you know, being transparent. I feel like transparency that I've been, and I just came to this realization afterwards, but I'm still going to be more cognizant of the shit that I do. And I'm, I'm, I might, you know, not be as transparent anymore, but I realize that's probably like low key a saving grace for me. The fact like if something were to come out and motherfucker were to tell a story about me, it's like, he already said that. He already said that. And that's why the 200th episode is going to be so important because it's like, it's the final piece. It's like, no more can it just be, you know. Once everything once everything about me is like, you can't use nothing against me. Can't nothing be used against me anymore. You feel what I'm saying? So when it's all said and done, it's like, despite all of these different circumstances, this is the totality of what this person represents. 
You feel me? Because in leaving your mark, do you want that shit to be tarnished? Do you want motherfuckers to only remember you for some shit that you weren't supposed to be remembered for? <laughs> like, you feel me? I, I can use this example simply because it's relevant and shit, but like, you know, culture vultures and shit. Like, <laughs> motherfucker came into the culture and shit, whatever did what she was going to do, but she got famous off a of sex tape. No matter how much time goes by, that's what she going to remember. That's what she going to be remembered for. That's it. Like, you, you can't erase that shit. That's the mark that you left. You feel me? On Love and Hip Hop, fucking Mimi, she got a sex tape with Nico. That's nigga, That's how niggas gonna remember you. You feel me? You ain't nothing but a player two ass nigga, Luigi. When you die, that's how niggas gonna remember you. Player fucking two. You feel me? It's real shit. The mark that you leave, the mark that you left, the impact that you have is all people can remember. Is that like... Do you want people to remember you for being a messy, argumentative motherfucker? Non-binary? Because at this point, it's so for a conversation, but we had to end so I can talk about everybody. Like, you feel me? Do you do you want to be remembered for a motherfucker who, oh, he ain't done with me yet. He's still working on me. While you do all of this condemning and judging on everybody else? How's that fair? How is that fair that you get the past that you're still a work in progress, but everybody else is like, oh, you're living wrong. You got to be right now. Right, right now. For one, you're older than this person. You've lived life and you've supposedly been indulged in this this faith for a lot longer than this person. But you get the pass. But this person is automatically condemned. You know, it feels good. It feels good because now you, you know, oh, I'm still working on myself. I'm still working. How much longer are you going to work? Are you really working on yourself? Or are you continually engaging with motherfuckers who don't force you to work? Or push to the capacity you need to. Like my circle right now is changing. And everybody in my circle is showing me a different dynamic now. It's, this is what was supposed to happen, right? New faces, new places. Y'all hear me say it all the time. But a lot of people are now like, bro, they're showing me in real time what mark I'm going to leave. They're showing me real time what mark I'm going to leave, what mark I want to leave. And they're making me leave that mark. That's the beauty of it. My circle is so tight that motherfuckers are making me leave the mark that I want to leave. Most circles don't come like that. It's hard to find circles like that because you have to be in your own right willing to be accountable and responsible for your shit. Which means you now have to accept that you control your life. and your, the, the book says you got life and death and the power of the tongue, which means that you create your life and you create your death. You create the whole circumstance of which is going to happen. Now, granted, there may be other factors that change into certain things. It's like, but when you speak it enough, it comes into reality. You create your death and then you start living the things that will make your death come to reality. So in living your purpose, living your market, you got to also remember you're also aligning with how you're going to die. Are you going to protect yourself to live as long as you possibly can and do what's necessary to live as possible as long as you possibly can? You feel me? Or does it just sound good? Feel me? When we're born and when we die, those are the two most important moments in our lives. Right? When we look at a headstone, you have the date that you were born, the date that you died, and you have a dash in the middle. The dash is where the magic happened. 
the dash where every action led to the gravestone. You're not dead yet. You're not dead yet. But the actions you're living right now are going to dictate how you're going to die. This ain't to be scared or no shit like that or make you afraid, but it's to make you intentional with the shit that you do every single day. When you turn, when you in that lane and you switch lanes without your signal. Oh, man, I always do that because don't nobody be beside me. All right. If you get sideswiped and you get into a wreck, you cause that shit. Why did it happen? Well, I usually don't use my signal. Now I want to be upset and be tight that it finally happened to me. You had been setting the scenario for a long time. Now you just ran into the motherfucker. It aligned with another motherfucker who wasn't paying attention to you getting over. Or you, your, your inability to use a signal, your actions of not using a signal, now led to a motherfucker whose actions were, I'm not slowing down if somebody wants to get over. What you think is going to happen? Your shit going to get hit. You feel what I'm saying? It's like that on a grander scale with life. You feel me? But it's all tied into your purpose and your, your impact. Like, what mark you going to leave? What mark you going to leave? Start living a life that's intentional as that. That's intentional enough to keep you in a space where you're leaving that mark. Because, every, like I said, everything you do is going it's a means to an end. How you going to end? How's your end going to play itself out? What's your ultimate end goal? Do you even have one? Or are you just winging it? Everybody dies, but not everybody lives because everybody doesn't set the intention for what they want their life to be. Like, how do you want to die? I want to die old age. I want to die old age. I made this affirmation for myself. Like, I know when I was young, and this is when it got scary for me. Because like I said, when I tell that story, I was like, man, nigga, I die for this shit, nigga. Man, I ain't worried about it. I used to think if I'm going to die, I want to be in some violent shit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Till you face the violent shit, and you like, Mm-mm, I don't want to die like that. Nigga, No. I want to die of old age. Not want to. I'm going to die of old age. But I have to understand that my death is contingent upon my actions right now. Right now, I'm doing the very things that are going to kill me. (laughs) Don't be scared. It's not like a morbid thing. I'm literally doing the very things that are going to kill me. Do I want to die like this? Because how I die is how my mark is going to be left at that particular moment. Which means at this point, I got to be more cognizant, more conscious, and more aware of all of the shit that I do on a daily basis. You feel me? When I created, you know, Master in the Market, when I started doing all these things to solidify myself as an entrepreneur, that's so I can say, okay, when I'm gone, I'm gone on my terms. Right? Now I got to start to predicate how I want to die. You feel me? This is not to say think about death in that regard, but how do you want to die? It's not me pulling. Like, I don't. I want to die a long, a long time from now. So, what things, what action do I need to be doing? I need to be keeping myself in shape. I need to stop smoking. I need to do it. There's a lot of things that I need to solidify within myself to make sure that I live the old age. I die when I'm ready to die. You feel me? But they're still my action. Motherfuckers be like, oh, the good die young. The good don't die young. They die in response to the actions that led to their death. You feel me? Because a lot of people just do shit without the intention of how they're going to make it happen. You feel me? When you just recklessly doing shit, but you ain't got no purpose, it changes your reality. This is why you need purpose. So that way, every action that you have can be intentional as to what you're going to do.
You feel me? That's what this entire situation taught me, low key. It sucks that it had to play out this way, but it is what it is. Like I'm looking at, it, I'm like, yo, y'all are really slaying this man. Someone like, well, he talk to black women like this. Like, I get it, but it's like, damn, nigga, like, like, damn, y'all doing like that? This motherfucker dead. I was talking about him like that when he was alive. I got you. I got you. You feel me? But at the same token, it's like, what more does it bring out of you? What do you get out of that? You feel me? Like, he's gone, and this is how, this is it. This is what he's remembered by. You feel me? When Dr. Francis Cress Wilson transitioned on, all of my timeline was flooded with, you know, um, the quote from Baby from Baby Boy clips. Because at the beginning of Baby Boy, he actually quotes something from a book. Uh, all of her, her, her time on um, Hidden Colors or things like that. Like, her mark was left and it's like, that's what was remembered. You feel me? Same with Dr. Africa. His mark was left. That's what was remembered. I see the same thing with Kevin Samuels. This is how motherfuckers going to remember you. Dr. Sabi too, like, you feel me? Dr. Um, Delbert Blair. Um, there's so many. So many that it's like they left their mark according to how they wanted to live their purpose. They chose how they were going to die. You feel me? I never forget when Dr. Africa, that everybody was like, yo, it's conspiracy. They must have killed. He's like, yo, he made the statement prior to his death to let people know I wasn't killed by the government. I lived all my life. I lived all my black years, whatever. You feel me? That was intentional. He died on his terms based off of the action that he already stepped, based off of his purpose, knowing that he had to leave a mark for his people, and he did. He left it well. You feel me? Because that's how people are going to remember you. That's how people are going to internalize your final moments. Because when it's over, it's over. And then they say, now that it's over, I can remember. I can bring up what stuck with me the most. Because people are going to remember how you made them feel. People are going to remember how you made them feel. And when you remember how, when they remember how they made you feel, how you made them feel, that's what they're going to amplify for you. So I'm going to go ahead and end it there. Go kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables. And... Watch your children. Watch your children. Don't limit them, but direct them and, and let them see and become cognizant of the things that they're doing to kill themselves. I ain't going to say kill themselves. The things, the actions that they're taking that are going to lead to their death. I know it's hard to conceptualize sometimes. Like, oh, too young to be talking to a child about that shit, but you can definitely make it a metaphor as to, you know, when you do something a certain way, this is what it leads to. It's cause and effect. The law of cause and effect. You feel me? The actions that you do are going to create your death. You feel me? That's why it's like, it's no prophecy when motherfuckers like, you're going to end up dead or in jail. You're selling drugs, nigga. Duh. <laughs> it's that, that's not rocket science. This, that, that's, that's the game. These are the actions that you're choosing to take, and these are the outcomes of the death that you're going to have. Now you got to worry about, does it affect other people? You feel me? Like when we look at uh, paid in full. When, um, was it Mitch? Yeah, when Mitch's brother got stole and they killed his brother, sent back his finger. Mitch's actions caused that. 
Now you're going to do your actions reverberate and cause other people pain. You dig what I'm saying? Still brother got kidnapped. Little brother ain't had shit to do with it. So now it's like, oh, when you talk about you create your own death actions, pay attention to the little brother. He was low key. The little brother was shadowing the big brother, wanting to emulate him and be what he was doing. Had he lived, it probably would have, the actions would have came through in a very similar manner. You feel me? It's a crazy world and it's a crazy game, but we got to make sure we're teaching our babies that. You feel me? You ain't necessarily got to teach them about the death aspect of the shit and all that, but really consider that when they are ready to leave their mark, they know how to leave it. And they leave it in a way that makes it so that when they're gone, how do they want to be remembered? The villain or the hero? Do you feel me? The, like, how do you want to be remembered for yourself? Do you want to be remembered as both? Do you want to just be remembered as who the fuck you are? You feel me? Nothing more, nothing less. But I'm going to go and end it there. I'll let y'all sit with that. Um, Go kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables. And I'll see y'all all on the next one. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. I'm out.